GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ and joined joining me today are my bad boys for life, the John Sally to my uh, Isaiah Thomas, Hovercraft Joe. What's up? You're really like getting into these intros. You're really like Al Pacino chopping the scenery when I'm it tr- comes to like introducing the show these days. I'm trying to. Uh, I'm also joined by the Rick Mahorn to my Joe Dumars. See, Rick Mahorn, he's got a big ass, right? I have no ass though, so that doesn't really do a whole lot of good. That's fair. Uh, Sphinx is here. What's up, guys? Oh, also, only one John Sally's in the movie, but none of those other people are. Yeah, but they're still bad boys. Also, yeah. for as much as I love you, Hovercraft Joe, you your height and John Sally's height do not equate at all. <laughs> well, let's let's be fair. You both have glasses on. None I mean, of our in the film. None of our heights compare to uh, to basketball players. Let's let's. It, if we got on each other's shoulders. Yeah, though. maybe. <laughs> there we go. Um, well, uh, so we're here uh, to talk. Uh, the year of the sequel continues, and we are here to talk about Bad Boys 2. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, uh, so <laughs> this movie was released on July 18th, uh, 2003. Um, and I guess <laughs> this is the point of the show where we usually talk about our past with this movie. So Sphinx, why don't you go ahead and kind of talk about you in this movie? Yeah, I don't have much of one. Uh, I mean, summer of 03 was right before my senior year of high school. Didn't see this in the theater, rented it. Haven't seen it since I rented it. I'm pretty sure. Maybe I've caught pieces of it on TV. Cause I feel like the bad boys movies were always something on like TBS, TNT, whatever. Um, but from beginning to end, this was the first time seeing it again, probably since I rented it way back in the day. What about you, LPJ? Yeah, you and I and probably Jody and a couple other people went and saw this in the theater when it came out. And I remember sitting in the theater and thinking to myself, huh, I don't really remember much of Bad Boys 1. And then realized I hadn't seen Bad Boys 1 when I went and saw Bad Boys 2. <laughs> uh, and then I remember also thinking to myself the same things after watching it this time around. Uh, this movie's not very good. <laughs> well, it, yeah, it's funny because I, 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 I mean, I, like you said, I, I saw, I maybe seen it a couple times since we saw it in the theaters, but I remember when we did the first Bad Boys and being like, wow, I, I didn't like this movie that much. I'm like, but I, I thought I remembered it so well. And I'm like, oh, it was the second one I remember. I'm like, I must have liked the second one. I guess not. Uh, <laughs> 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 because, um, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, well, I mean, we'll get into it. That's that's why we do the podcast. Um, so the budget on Bad Boys 2 is $130 million. Now, this is interesting. I mean, that's obviously a huge budget. It's domestic gross is only $138 million. So 
domestically not making a lot of money. And even worldwide, it only makes $273 million, which isn't that much based on the investment it costs to make it. No, and that's crazy, especially seeing all the people involved in this and the fact that it's Jerry Bruckheimer and Michael Bay and, you know, Will Smith and, and Martin Lawrence. And then seeing that gigantic budget, seeing that it's it's a solid summer blockbuster release. I mean, it is July 18th in the thick of summer blockbusters. Um, and I remember this thing being promoted all over the place, whether it was on Fox TV, like the like episode, like after the Simpsons, they would promote it or on MTV. They did a huge thing because it's Will Smith. Um, I remember it being gigantic as far as promotion goes. And then to have that kind of return, I am surprised they made any money on this whatsoever. It's um, I mean, it, it, it faced some stiff competition. If we'll get into it, some of the movies, other movies that came out that year, but I feel like it was in a summer of movies that probably ate away at its audience quite a bit, you know? Maybe. That was kind of my thought was maybe the competition. Well, I know. I, at least I'm, just, I'm assuming. <laughs> it, it's, the competition from 2003 was pretty intense. And But but LPJ's right. I mean, you got Brockheimer, you got... Michael Bay, you got Will Smith, who, you know, by 2003, maybe things are dipping. You know, he's not quite the Independence Day and Wild Wild West and like not quite that streak. But still, 2003, Will Smith is still a huge deal. So it's weird that it, you know, that at least didn't make some money. Well, also, too, I mean, it could be a case, too, where, I mean, what was the original Bad Boys? Was it 95, 94? Yeah, it was something? eight years. So yeah, 95. Quite, I mean, quite a bit of time passed in between this one and the original and this one. So maybe it just people weren't that interested in it. You know, I feel like sometimes, unless it's like, I, and I know, I mean, I still think it is, there's a window of opportunity to get a sequel out where people are still very interested in the franchise. And if you wait too long, people don't care. I mean, there's exceptions, obviously, like, when the Phantom Menace came out, like that was a, you know, but I'm just saying in general for movies like this, there's going to be a window of opportunity to strike while the iron's hot to make a sequel. And if you wait too long, people don't care, which is probably part of what happened with this movie. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things that I couldn't figure out is why it took them so long to make a sequel. Um, I couldn't, I, I looked for that. I looked to see, you know, was it an issue with the script? Was it an issue with timing with the, the two lead actors? Was it, you know, budget reasons. I couldn't figure out, I couldn't find anything on this movie as far as the production goes. My guess would be it's Will Smith. It was that he, he was probably too busy. I mean, you know, after bad boys, he just shot into the stratosphere and popularity. So it just may have been difficult to try and get him and Martin Lawrence and Michael Bay and all of them back together. And, you know, as we also know, it took another roughly 15 years <laughs> for them to then do the third movie. And based on what I saw from this movie, I, I don't know. I mean, I'll bring it up now. I just felt like the chemistry was not there in this film between the two of them. Like Martin Lawrence was just annoying as hell <laughs> throughout the film. And Will Smith seemed annoyed throughout the film with him. Which was kind of part of the story, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't think this is acting. I think they <laughs> are not enjoying each other on screen right now, but that's just I, my thought. I, 
No, I, I don't disagree with you on I that. I agree. Um, so uh, the Rotten Tomatoes for Bad Boys 2, unsurprisingly for this Michael Bay epic, is 23%. Um, and then the audience score is 78%, which seems a little high, but, you know, again, we always wonder exactly how they figure out the audience scores, so... Yeah. And that's one of the things I wanted to bring up too. I'm thinking about it now because I, I watched Transformers a couple more times relatively recently, and why the, the, the same one you watched a couple more times? <laughs> yeah, parts of it. It was on TV, so I was watching parts okay. of it, not okay. start to finish. Okay. Um, and I like that movie less and less every time I watch it. And so I was thinking to myself, what good movies has Michael Bay made? I mean, really, the only good, like, solid movie that I could sit and watch and enjoy start to finish would be, like, The Rock. Other than that, I can't think of another Michael Bay movie that I would sit and watch again start to finish and want to watch it. Well, and I, and I, and I, I think you're right, because I think a lot of them, you may be like, this is a prime example. Or it's like, oh, yeah, I remember liking this movie, you know, thinking it was good and then rewatching it and. You know, not to show my cards, but then being like, wow, this is not the movie I thought it was. Yeah. Maybe Armageddon. Armageddon's pretty good. It's not great, but it's not a bad movie. It's a, it's definitely a popcorn, like, you know, suspend suspend your reality and, and just watch which, a movie kind which, of thing. Which isn't that at the core of a Michael Bay movie? I, he's just entertainment, and it's, it's like throwaway. You know, like it's not, his movies are not to... You know, they just don't feel like, like you just said, that they're not really rewatchable, but we still go to them and we see them for the entertainment side of it. Because I'll say, too, like, this movie has some great scenes in it, some very Michael Bay action scenes. That's true. But it, it's not enough to get me to be like, yeah, I want to watch this again. Just like yeah. I wouldn't even want to watch, you know, like that, uh, what was that? Uh, Netflix one that he did with uh, Chris Hemsworth. Like, oh, I wouldn't want to watch that one again. No, 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 no. He didn't do the one with Chris Hemsworth. He did the one no. with um, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, thank you. Something right. it had six in it, something. Six Underground? Six Underground. Yeah. Yeah. Six Underground, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, I just feel like that's Michael Bay. He's just kind of, his I movies are kind of throwaway. I forgot about I, I Speak of the Devil, I forgot of that movie until you just <laughs> mentioned it. Um, yeah, and like, this like we'll get into it a little more, but this movie is so long. <laughs> like it is oh so my long. God. Like without a real plot. Like there's really no. not there's no story in this movie, really. But it still finds its way into two and a half hours. It's well, just yeah. bizarre. And so and so here's the thing. I, I I was trying to think of a sequel we should do, and I and you know this one came up, but I saw that it was just recently added the Peacock, so I told forever looking to watch movies for free i told lbj it was like hey let's do bad boy suit not looking or thinking anything and he's like okay and the first message i got from him about watching the movie is this movie is fucking long <laughs> yeah it was and it felt long like this movie feels every it, bit two and a half hour it feels like a three three and a half hour movie it's, it's true and it has that thing that the first movie had even more so where the movie literally stops, stops yeah. dead in its tracks for five minutes for Martin Lawrence and Will Smith to do like a prolonged comedy bit. And yeah. it happens like three, maybe four times in this movie where it's like literally any momentum the movie has stopped so they can do like a, a comedy bit. And it's oh like, God. And one of the comedy bits is so uncomfortable to watch. 
Oh God! It that was I was gonna say like the comedy bits. I feel like they weren't great in the first movie, but this time around, yeah, it was painful and uncomfortable without a doubt. Yeah, this movie, it's got a lot of issues. Um, let's talk. Did about you the- also see that uh, this is the last time that Brunkheimer and Michael Bay have ever gotten back together? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah so I I believe they have not joined in on a movie since <laughs> bad boys too yeah because Brookheimer went on just to do like the parts of the caribbean movies and all that stuff and left michael bay behind um so the top grossing movies of 2003 uh and, and think about as i go through some of these ones think about how many of them probably came out in the summer and probably ate away at people that might go see this. so uh number one is lord of the rings return of the king which yeah. i don't believe is a summer movie I, I can't remember if those were summer or like november movies when they came out. I feel like they were more fall movies, but um, I could be wrong about that. I don't remember off the top of my head. I know I skipped school. So <laughs> I feel like I think it was in the fall or winter. Anyway. Um, so number two is Finding Nemo. Then number three, this was a huge thing and a summer movie, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. Yep. The first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Um, now this movie... Uh, Have funny. we done that movie yet, by we, the way? We, we, we have, have not. not. We have not. We should probably get. I was also thinking. I was also thinking that we haven't done Armageddon, which is kind of weird. So, oh. um, um, so this movie, it's a, it's kind of surprising. If you didn't realize that it costs so dang much to make, you'd be like, "Oh, this movie came in eleventh in the box office for the year," which is like great, except it only made eight million more dollars than it costs in the United States. Um, other movies that we have covered uh, from two thousand three are number six, uh, X two. X-Men United, uh, mm-hmm. number 15, Too Fast, Too Furious, uh, number 35, Freddy vs. Jason, number 63, The Rundown, uh, which is a far superior movie to this in my mind, uh, and uh, one of uh, LBJ's favorite, Cradle to the Grave. Wow. That was number 82. I cannot believe <laughs> all of those came out in 2003. Like That seems bizarre to me. Some of those seem like they should be should have released in the nineties. <laughs> well, remember, there's that weird thing, and this is neither here nor there, but where it's like every time an X Men movie comes out, there's also a Fast and Furious movie for like a really yeah. weird amount of time that they matched up. So, um, so okay, cast of Bad Boys Two. This is always where I lean on LBJ, but I will talk about who I know. Obviously, we mentioned. Uh, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence returning. Uh, Joey Pants. I believe Joey Pants is in the first one, right? Yeah, he's no. the cat in the first one. Okay, so he returns. Uh, you also have Gabrielle Union joining the cast. Uh, I, and I didn't realize this, but like the the KKK guy that they put in the truck, uh-huh. that was that's Michael Shannon. <laughs> who I, I someone had to tell me that when I was ta- when I was talking about this movie. They're like, "Oh yeah, Michael Shannon's in it." I'm like, "Was he?" I'm like, "Oh yeah." Uh, Peter Stomar uh, is in this movie as the uh, Russian. Stormare. Yeah, Stomare, sorry, not, yeah. Uh, and then the only other person of note that I'm going to mention is Henry Rollins. Yep. Yeah, and that's really... Uh, Dan Marino. Dan Marino. <laughs> oh, John Sally, sorry. I <laughs> and John Sally. I forgot about those dudes. Yeah. yeah I don't really know about anything it. about... Yeah, right? Like, the the bad guy isn't anybody I noticed. Jordi no. Mola, right? He... I don't know where they found him, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, and that's the other thing. Like, 
the actual bad guy doesn't show up until I don't know the last forty minutes of the movie. It's not. See, I, no, I, he's I throughout we, the movie. I, he I just. We, I think we had this conversation before. It's his stupid name, Johnny Tapia. He's in the movie. He's in the whole movie. No. They introduce him early on. No. Yeah, he's all throughout the movie. Because <clears throat> doesn't he like he takes off a finger and yeah. he's he's killing rats at a stupid mansion. Yes. Yeah, and, but that's yeah, not until... I mean, he's not, like, directly related to what's going on in the film. That's what I'm saying. Like, they never really establish him as, like, the, like, final big bad guy. Like, because well, they have... Because it starts with Peter Stormare as, like, the bad guy, right? Well, okay, but see, there, there, maybe it's just a wording then, because you're making it seem like he just shows up in the last 40 minutes of the movie. No, I mean... Maybe they, he... Maybe yeah, because, that's, that's he maybe, Maybe he becomes the main bad guy at towards the end of the movie, but he's in the whole thing throughout the movie. He plays okay, a fine. part in the proceedings. Yes, he plays a part in the proceedings of the of the whole movie. However, it doesn't it doesn't become apparent that he is like the bad guy in the movie until the last half at best of the movie. I would agree. We, and we don't necessarily know his full role in the movie until the end. Okay, no, and that, if you look that, at that, traditional that, action movies like the bad guy shows up and does something right away. And that's what causes the events of the movie in most action movies. But I would, I would also say, I mean, I'm not wanting to give this movie any credit, but I would say that (laughs) (laughs) that was kind of one thing I sort of liked about this film was that it was kind of like a mystery, right? Like it, you kept having to watch it to see how it was going to progress and how he was going to be bad I don't know how much it really like. It was a mystery yes. of it was a mystery of like why is this movie so fucking long? Oh <laughs> when, is, when is it going to end? That's why did I... was it was kind of like just tell me how this fucking bad guy is involved and let's move on here. Like, but... There were whole chunks of this movie you could remove and it would make no difference whatsoever. You could remove an hour in a full hour from this movie. Easily. And it, none you of could, it would matter. Realistically, you could remove Gabrielle Union's entire character and make the movie work. Oh, yeah. She's pointless. <clears throat> I think it's because it's a sequel. They needed to add, you know, a new cast member that was big and involved. And they, they went with her. That's well, saying I, she was big at the time. Well, anyway. I feel like you could leave her in, but you could completely cut the unnecessary subplot that her and Will Smith are, like, dating or whatever. Like, yeah. That's unnecessary. Cut like five of their comedy bits. You could remove Peter Stormare altogether. <laughs> That's true. He doesn't oh, really. No. He doesn't do anything. And then he, then he, sh- well, he won't get to it. I don't want to get to it because he does. Like you think he's out of the movie, and then he shows back up again. But anyways, okay. Let's do. Let's. Ru- <laughs> I I have a bunch of net worth, so let's run through them fast because I, I do have quite a few. Let's start with. I have them on my list. I almost forgot. Dan Marino. What do you think for Dan Marino? Uh, he's got that sweet, sweet Ace Ventura pet detective money. <laughs> yeah, that, that's where the money's coming from. <laughs> uh, man, sports stars. It'd be tough. Uh, I don't know. I'll bet you Dan Marino's worth like 40 million bucks. All right. What do you oh, think? Man, uh, he's got that sweet, sweet. Oh, man. Is it Jenny Craig or is it Slim Fast? I can't remember. One of those two. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Nutrisystem or something? <laughs> it might be Nutrisystem, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he said that sweet, sweet weight loss money. I'm going with, um, I'll go 40 million. That's what I said. <laughs> I'll go 40 million and $1. Uh, well, good. You did that. Cause he has $50 million. There you go. 
Uh, next up, continuing with our sports theme, uh, John Sally. What do you guys think for John Sally, uh, LBJ? I'll go. Uh, I'll go ten million. Okay. I'll go eight million. Fourteen million. He's got that sweet, sweet best damn sports show period money. So oh, that's right. That? I forgot he did that for a long that? time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Next up, Sphinx. Henry Rollins. What do you think for Henry Rollins? I don't know. I know Henry Rollins is like a big guy for a lot of people. Not for me. I don't know. Ten million. Oh, he's got that sweet, sweet spoken word tour money. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. I'll go thirty million for Henry Rollins. <laughs> Am I really overselling him? <laughs> You're giving him a way more cut. I mean, he's got six million dollars, which sounds good to me, but he doesn't have thirty million. Okay, next up on the list, uh, Joey Pants, who we've definitely covered multiple times. LPJ, what do you think about for Joey Pants? I remember he blew through a lot of his money. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'll go seven million. All right, Sphinx. I'll go twelve. Eight million. Okay. Um, okay, now I'm going to say this. Peter Stormare. Peter Stormare. He's got that sweet, sweet putting Steve Buscemi in the wood chipper in Fargo. Spoilers for Fargo if you haven't seen it. Money. Isn't he in Kill Bill? Is he in, uh, what do you call it? Uh, isn't he also in Pulp Fiction? No. Maybe? No. He's in Armageddon. He's the, uh, he's the insane Russian cosmonaut in, uh, Armageddon. So what do you what do you think, Sphinx? I don't know, ten million. He's got that sweet John Wick two money. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'll go five million. Five million dollars. Uh, on the button there, LPJ. Okay, next up, Gabrielle Union. What do you think for Gabrielle Union, LPJ? We covered oh, her, man, in the aforementioned Cradle to the Grave. I know she's got that uh, sweet, sweet. Um, Damn it. No, I can't think of who she's married to. Uh, Dwayne Wade. Wade Money. Uh, I'm going to go, I'll say $10 million. All right. Yeah. Does it include Dwayne Wade's money? I guess that'd be yeah. a really. She also no. has, she's also starring in the TV show spinoff of this film it, franchise. I, I don't think it doesn't. I looked into that a little bit, Sphinx, and it seemed to list uh, Dwayne Wade's uh, net worth is is different and, and considerably more than this. So I don't think it. Uh, yeah. That's why I was kind of curious. I, I think she's only maybe, I don't know, 15 million, $40 million. Wow. All right. Hey, good, good for her. Good for her. Yeah. All right. So last, last two, Martin Lawrence. What do you guys think? He's got that sweet, sweet black Knight money where he gets sent back in time. Uh, what do you think? Uh, Sphinx. I can't remember who went first last time. Uh, uh, 75 million. All right. LBJ, thirty million, one hundred ten million. Stop lowballing. Hey, I read Martin Lawrence. And then finally, Will Smith. What do you think, LBJ, for Will Smith? Oh God, I remember him having a lot of money. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'll go two fifty. Okay. Man, Big Willie Styles like <laughs> four hundred. I'm gonna Wait, say before you answer. Are we still in the Willennium? Does anybody know? <laughs> Has the Willennium ended? Are we still? I think in it end? ended. In, I think it ended in 2010. The so Willennium I... will never die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying music stars are always music is always huge. I'm going to say 400 million. Uh, you guys are both kind of close. 350 million dollars for Will. All right. So, um, but yeah, 
Uh, th- those are all the networks I have. Um, I mean, we already talked about how this movie was directed by Michael Bay. We've talked at <laughs> we've talked about Michael Bay at nauseum on different episodes. Everyone knows his deal. I mean, how many Michael Bay movies have we covered at this point? Oh, I will bring up real quick because we brought him up in that uh, Transformers movie that uh, Megan Fox has a cameo, or she's like an extra in this movie. Yeah. And I think it was our guest at the Transformers episode, which was my sister-in-law, that mentioned how he wanted her to like be in a bikini, dancing on a bar, and she was only 15 years old for this movie. And yeah. people that, were like, yeah, we're not going to do that. And, that's what's creepy, is this is where he met her, is yeah. on this film, and then he put her in Transformers. Real creepy shit. And just adding on to that, this movie, you know, also has unnecessary scenes of girls totally being exploited at that ecstasy bar. And also, it's just so dumb and unnecessary and, and maybe early 2000s. I don't know. Just dumb. Um, okay. So <laughs> oh, we can't forget, though. I'm sorry. We can't forget that Bruckheimer, he's also still with Don Simpson, which is probably where all the drugs come from. But. Probably. So, and here's always a bad sign when I have to list, like, the writers, how many names I have to list. Uh, So the characters are credited to George Gallo, who must be, who wrote the first one, question mark? I don't know. Yeah, he did. It it says, story by Marianne Wilberly, Cormac Wilberly, and Ron Shelton. And then the screenplay is by Ron Shelton and Jerry Stahl. So... A lot, of, a lot of people involved in bringing this epic to the screen. Yeah, and you should also note that a lot of the stuff was just flat out improvised, too. So at some point, they're not even going off the script. Which the Will Berry, whatever, they like, you know, husband and wife team, they did the National Treasure movies as well, which is with Brockheimer. Oh, well. Uh, there you go. Which uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'd say they give any additional thought into those movies for this one <laughs> than this one, but you know. Um, and the music is by Trevor Rabin, with additional music by Dr. Dre. Did you guys <laughs> yeah, catch that? Dr. Dre and Puffy. And Puffy. Puffy. Yeah. I did not see that actually. So. Which which LPJ asked us, you know, before we started here, uh, you know, do we want to play any music for this movie? And we were like, no. Which you'd figure with Dr. Dre and Puff Daddy, like there should have been something, but <laughs> they just made like like you can kind of tell throughout the movie. There's a couple scenes where there's like some definite Dr. Dre beats going on, but sure. like nothing, nothing good besides that. No, so. this movie was not. This is not a very music-heavy movie. No. So, okay. Anything else anybody wants to mention before we start talking about the plot of this? No, let's I mean, just... maybe let's just... just because I don't want to get to the plot. So. <laughs> let's just try and finish this quick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's... There's a lot to go through, but none of it's that important. So let's just... Let's just buzz through it. And if I miss anything... Who cares? Help me out. Okay. <laughs> so uh, the movie starts off, we learn that there's like... Uh, basically, ex- are they ecstasy pills? Yes. Yeah. Ecstasy pills. Yeah. They're being shipped from Amsterdam in like coffins... They're dropping the coffins in the sea. They're picked up by the bad guys. They, like, hide the bad the boat from the Coast Guard. Okay, that's the introduction. And then, like, we're introduced to the TNT, which is the tactical narcotics team. That's where they. That's where Will Smith and Mark Lawrence work. Henry Rollins is, like, the head. I'm like, Henry Rollins is the head of the TNT, I guess, but he only shows up in that one scene, I feel like. Yeah, is he's in scene? one scene, and then he's in, like, the background scene, and at no point does he ever talk or act like the leader. 
Because I thought Joey yeah. Pants was in charge of the TNT. Or is he in charge of the whole... Yeah, why... Exactly. Like, <laughs> who is in charge here? Because Lord... Because... Okay, so know, Joey Pants... is like the... The, uh, the invest... Like, what do you call him? Like, the... Detectives? The, yeah, he's like in charge of the detectives. No, Joey, then, Joey Pants is the chief of police. Okay. For that... For that... For L.A. Or for Miami in this case, sorry. Miami. Chief of police for Miami. And um, Henry Rollins is in charge of the TNT team. And Martin Lawrence and Will Smith are detectives who are working with TNT. Okay, so I think he, so. See, they're I like thought, working thought, on that particular operation. Maybe yes. they're working with TNT. Yeah. Yes, I got the impression that they were part of the TNT team, but I, I get, it doesn't matter. I mean, it literally, honestly, couldn't matter less. Um, so anyway, so like they're trying to intercept a shipment of these drugs, which for some reason is at a Ku, Ku Klux Klan rally. You can just say KKK. KKK. <laughs> um, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith are there. They're like hiding amongst the KKK members. They sing the Bad Boys song in case you forgot that that was a thing. Um, this is where I have a note that says, man, we're only eight minutes in and already somebody is like diving and shooting two guns through the air <laughs> because Will Smith does that a couple of times in this movie. Um, Martin Lawrence gets shot in the ass and that becomes a thing for the next like 20 minutes of the movie that they keep mentioning it. Um, but then like, I will say, you know, it is typical Michael Bay action scenes, but it's still like fun and entertaining. Like it's kind of cool. The one like slow-mo where the bullet goes through like the three jugs. And then I think it hits Lawrence's ass, and then it hits the clan guy right in the neck. Like that's kind of a cool little scene there. But. Yeah, that's one scene that's cool. <laughs> I, I'm not disagreeing, but you know, I I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but like the the crux is that they end up only getting like two bags of drugs, and it wasn't the big shipment, so it doesn't go as they wanted. Uh, then we're introduced to uh, Peter Stomar Stomare. Say yeah. it one more time for me. Stormare. Stormare. So we're introduced to him. He runs a club. People are, it seems like it's a weird club where literally everybody at the club is doing ecstasy. It's not like, oh, there's a few people there. It seems like everybody's doing drugs there. Um, and, I mean, I've never been to Miami, but maybe that's accurate. I don't know. <laughs> and like some dude like ODs on the drug and they just like dump him in an alley. Like, okay. Um, we're introduced to Gabrielle Union. She is Martin Lawrence's sister. She's visiting him. She works for the DEA. And apparently Will Smith and her hooked up when he was doing a prison transfer in New York like a couple months ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which, by the yeah, way, banged in New York City. that seems ridiculous to me that the detective would be sent all the way out there to do a prison transport. Because <laughs> last time I checked, the U.S. Marshals handled that. <laughs> yeah, they should, we should have called uh, Raylan Givens to take care of this. Yeah. Okay, so, um, Martin, and, and I think I have this note written a bunch of times, but, like, I, I have a note here that says, in shocking news, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence argue. Can't remember what they're arguing about, but they have this pool in the backyard, which, I don't know why they have the pool, because they're right by the water. <laughs> like, I wrote that in my notes. I'm like, why is this fucking pool here, Hold when, on. obviously, the water is right there, and Martin Lawrence, why, it's Miami, why don't you have an in the ground pool, why are you being a cheap ass and getting an above ground pool? Hold on, let's roll it back a little bit. Let's take a look at how many times Martin Lawrence complains about Will Smith being a trust fund baby, but then look at Martin Lawrence's His house. house His house is insane. No cop can afford that house. I don't care how popular you are, how good you are in Miami. 
Miami's expensive. He's not getting a house like that. Yeah, yeah waterfront I, property in Miami for a cop? I think not. Yeah. I, I have, it's not right here, but I do have that note. I think the second time that I go to the house where I'm like, his house is gigantic. It's like a mansion. It's like, and I think in the first one, it was more realistic. In the first one, he just had like, a house, like a normal yeah, house. It was just like a like yeah, a regular and Will Smith ranch. even just have like an apartment or something. Well and he had then, like a super fancy he, apartment. He had a really Okay, nice but apartment. now he's rolling around in a you know Ferrari too, but yeah, anyway. Well so he had a Porsche in the first movie. So yeah. they argue in this above ground pool. Bet you can't wait for this joke to come back around. They have his dog tied to it, so the dog runs off and the whole pool falls apart and he floats on the floaty like or just flies out, gets washed out into the actual water. Remember, put a pin in that joke because it might come back. Okay. That so, <laughs> so wasn't Gab- even funny, anyway. So Gabrielle Union is working undercover for the DEA. She goes to see Peter Stomar. Stomare. Yeah, she's um, like pretending to be a money launderer. Is that right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, and so she's like shows up to like launder his launder his money for him. They're trying to catch Johnny Tapia, I think. Because there's like a whole thing where they talk about like where they've tried to arrest Johnny Tapia before, but it's never stuck, and he sued the department and all this stuff, so they don't want to go after him. This is the first note that I have, and it probably comes up a couple times, where I was like, hmm, this is where we're introduced to the Haitian gang. And I'm like, man, this betrayal of Haitian seems pretty racist in this movie. Super racist. Not only super racist, but again, a whole group of characters you could completely cut out of the movie, and it wouldn't make a damn bit of difference. I mean, I I, like I get that Will Smith is trying to use the one to try and get to where the drugs are moving. But the rest of them, it's just yeah, it's just unnecessary. And I mean, especially how they are. Yeah, yeah, this is a good time as it is to mention that this movie, not super surprisingly for Michael Bay, one is super racist to a lot of different class, uh, different races, if you will. Like it's all across the board. Not a good look for this movie. And I don't think it was probably a good look back in... I mean, it never was a good look, but it's not like it's like, oh, well, it was way different back in 2003. It's like, wasn't it? Like, no, because think- that was one of the comments that I was reading about some of the reviews is there's a whole section that we haven't talked about yet that's coming up where Will Smith says the N-word like a bunch of different times. And all the reviewers were like, it's completely unnecessary and very uncomfortable and has no place to be in this movie. And yeah. um, and that was that was them, you know, critiquing the movie when it came out. Like now it's yeah. even worse. Yeah. It still shocks me that even Will Smith wanted to do that scene. Granted yeah. Not, because, you know, he's historically like he gets made fun of because he never uses that word. Yeah, you know, like we're the millennium and how he raps, but he always does it clean. And it's like, why? Why that was even necessary and they were OK with it is beyond me. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, so anyways, uh, I, this is a random note, but I'd like to mention them to you guys when I write it down. I'm like, man, so many people use binoculars in this movie. There's a lot of shots <laughs> of people like looking at stuff through binoculars. Anyways, so Gabrielle Union takes the money. She's supposed to be dropping it off to Johnny Tapia's guys, but the Haitians try and steal it from her. So we get into this big car chase. I also have another said, man, it's a good thing that Will Smith just had a machine gun in the back of his car. <laughs> They're just like in this chase, and they're like, "Oh, hold on!" He pulls like a big like machine gun out from the back seat. Anyways, okay, so this is where I have some. I, mean, I know this is gonna sound insane, but I have some problem in logic with this movie. I know you're gonna shocking. Okay, so 
Gabriel Union gets free, and the Haitians decide to chase after her. So they're like, what's going to be the best vehicle to take in a chase? They take an 18-wheeler that's hauling cars, a car carrier. And first of all, Mm -hmm. a couple questions resulting in this. I get it. I understand you're going to be like, this scene is set up because it looks cool as hell when they're dropping the cars off the back and people are avoiding them. But here's my two questions for you. One, why is that truck hauling cars able to keep pace with Gabrielle Union's car? And two... Why can't Will Smith's Ferrari catch up to either of them in this chase? Those are valid questions, and neither of them have good answers. <laughs> like, I'll even, like... If no, you the good to... answer is what you said earlier, and it's because this is a cool scene to see on camera. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it That's is, all. It is Because cool... it, it makes no logical sense why any of it's going on. But it is... And first off, I'll also bring it up. It's like a 20-minute car chase right like i mean it is intense and it's pretty cool but it goes on for a hell of a long time well because it's like it's a car chase and then there's a shootout and then it's another extended car chase (laughs) um did you see i bet a boat shows up (laughs) did you see that they said that um michael bay had like stunt drivers with like cameras on them stunt cars and literally like had them crashing into those cars yeah. that were falling off the thing in order to get those shots. That's that's kind of cool like to, to get stuff like that. I mean that like you said there are some cool shots and some cool things, set pieces if you will in this movie. Um Did you also see that Too Fast Too Furious was being filmed at the exact same time at the exact same place? Yes. Yeah, I saw that they like were the same like state park or whatever. Yeah, I saw that. That's pretty funny. Um yeah, so uh, I also have a note here that says, like, Ooh, Martin Lawrence is wearing a Michael Vick jersey. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> in Atlanta, I did in, see that in, in Atlanta Falcons, Michael Vick jersey. So, Ooh. Um, so then, like, Joey Pants enters the movie. He yells at them. There's this whole thing where we kind of, Ugh. another unnecessary bit, where, like, Martin Lawrence is in therapy and apparently, like, I don't know. I can't remember if this is a Joey Pants thing, but he's really into like Zen and stuff. So they keep saying oh, yeah. Woosa. They say Woosa. It's like a the lot entire. It's the entire like police force. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's and, saying Woosa. And again, like it's poking fun of mental health, which you know, in two thousand three, probably wasn't acceptable then. Definitely isn't now. But it's just yeah, it comes off today as like, why are we joking about this? Like, okay. So, because I don't let it drop throughout the entire fucking movie. No, that's true. Um, so then we're, we find out that in Johnny Tapia's mansion, there's rats eating the money. Okay, so they need to get an exterminator. Then we get um, like it's another kind of thrown in weird thing where like Martin Lawrence is like practicing like nonviolence or, or like something in this. Like I feel like it's really forced, and I don't understand why it's in the plot of this it movie. all has to do with uh the whole therapy thing it's like it's it's their commentary on making fun of people needing therapy and saying like okay uh he is nonviolent, which makes him uh ineffective and basically a sissy is essentially what they're saying and that will smith is the masculine man because he's willing to shoot people so, okay, so then they go to, like, his Haitian informant's, like, drug shop, and, like, this This is where it's, like, every scene in this movie goes on longer than it needs to, because there's this 
really long thing where they like start smashing up the shop and they're like, Ooh, we're part of the dance squad or something. And it goes on forever. But basically he tells them the location of where to find the Haitians. Um, and there's that like big shootout in the Haitians house, which are, I feel like, like split down the middle on the scene. Cause I think there is kind of some cool stuff in it. Like some of the shots, some of the stuff through like the bullet holes and stuff like yeah. that. But again, I think it, it goes on too long. Maybe it's weird. Busy. Well, <laughs> it, the, 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 it's, it's, it's oddly violent. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like the, the movie itself is basically a comedy. There's comedy in this, but overall it's an overly violent scene compared to the rest of the movie. Cause he's shooting that guy point blank. Uh, he basically just straight up executes another guy. Um, it's, it's weird. It's, it's so off in its tone compared to the rest of the film that it feels completely out of place. Which I read somewhere that, you know, Michael Bay and Brunkheimer both agreed that because of how many movies this one was up against that year, that they felt like they had to amp up the action, but adding the weird gore and yeah, like execution style type of action is, yeah, it, it doesn't fit the film. No, it really doesn't. There's there's a lightheartedness to the film that this scene plays completely against. And it just doesn't I don't know, it doesn't work. Not that uh, not that much of this movie does work, but <laughs> this in particular feels out of place even within the context of this garbage movie. We we got to keep going. We still have so much of this I movie know. to get through. Okay, so they recovered like a video camera from the Haitians and for some reason instead of like this this is so God, stupid. I hate this fucking this is, scene. This is so stupid. They recover this video camera and they don't take it to the police station, which I'm sure has equipment for like playing, you know, they take it just to some random electronic Like a circuit store. city. Yeah. yeah. Just so like they can plug in the video and like it turns into like there's like some people boning on the video and then like. Oh, then we get the scene where him and Martin Lawrence are talking, which, by the way, in case you were wondering, this movie is incredibly racist and very homophobic as well. Super so, homophobic. So there's that whole bit where they're talking and it's like, I didn't want to get into it. It's it's not, it, I, it doesn't, it, it wasn't, again, uh, probably something I'll keep saying in this, it wasn't good in 2003 and it hasn't aged well at all, I think, any of that kind of stuff. Okay. So they go and talk to John Sally, who's their like IT guy. So I don't know why they didn't take the camera to him in the first place. Wouldn't it have been better if Martin Lawrence was wearing a John Sally jersey instead of one from morning? Just <laughs> you saying. Think? He played for the Heat for a while. It would yeah. have been funny. Would have um, been a fun joke. And then it's it's kind of confusing yes. because <laughs> my head hurts <laughs> uh, because they're like. Well, we got to get some bugs in this guy's house, but then it seems like John Saley's able to just hit like a couple buttons on the computer and tap their phone, anyways. So yeah, none of that whole part makes any sense. Like no, and he says they can't do it, but then he ends up doing it, and then they go to the mansion pretending that they're getting rid of cockroaches, but then it's rats, and then that's when they're putting stuff in, which is still totally illegal for police like you can't do that no and and not only that like i don't know that that even plays into the plot at all no i it doesn't show anything at all like it doesn't get used into the movie besides they find the guy's body in the kitchen 
I thought right? that they I thought that they end up getting some kind of information from the listening device, but maybe maybe not. You guys forgot there's also the scene where for no apparent reason Martin Lawrence just sees two rats rats humping like Oh god. <laughs> god, this movie is the fucking worst. Um okay, so they get found out, uh they bust out of there. Um the when you speak about like the ultra violence, like Johnny Tapia shoots at one of his guys in the like right in the head, and it like the blood splatters on the guy behind him and stuff. That's gross. Yep. Yeah. Um, they they're able to uh, get a print because like the, from that finger that's Peter's, he found. Yeah, Peter Samar is there, and his right hand guy is there. He wants to re- re- uh, renegotiate his deal. Johnny Tapia doesn't like it, so he cuts up his buddy and puts him in like a basket. Will Smith finds the finger. They take it and they get a print. From the uh, dead guy's finger. They also grab a bunch of shredded documents and somehow John Sally reconstructs the shredded paper and is able to uh, uh, give them information from it. So, um, yeah. So they, they they get Michael Shannon, who's the KKK guy that, w- that Will Smith shot his ear off at the beginning of the movie because they're like, oh, they're going to help him find the boat that they bring this stuff in on. Um, they're like doing a stakeout to find the boat. And him and Martin Lawrence argue some more because they find out that him and Gabrielle Union hooked up. Um, then they're chasing the drug dealers. Uh, this is where I have the note that says, who Dan Marino is in this movie. Cause did you see that? Uh, is that, Michael Bay in the passenger the, seat? No, Michael Bay is the first car they stop. Yeah. When Will Smith tells him that it's a shitty car, they need a nicer one. Michael Bay is the guy driving that one. Because then there's like a car that shows up and like Dan Marino's doing a test drive in seemingly like a fucking shitty neighborhood. <laughs> like I don't know why <laughs> Dan Marino's driving around there. So I don't even remember what kind of car that is, but um, like Cadillac of some kind. So yeah, they get in Cadillac. the car. They're chasing. Um, they're chasing this van loaded with the dead bodies. In the, like an unnecessary, just gross part of this movie, like the dead bodies start like falling out of the back of the van. Yeah, and- it's so gross. And they they drive their car into a bank. There's a foot chase. Then there's also what I wrote. Like it's another car chase, and just now it's like too much of a good thing. You know, like we already had a 20 minute car chase. Do we really need another 15 minute car chase? You know, like it's. I mean, instead of having cars flying from the car hauler and boats flying from you know the freeway, we now have dead bodies flying to the freeway. Like it's like it's like come on, it's too much. well, yeah. yeah, and then it turns into a foot chase, and then it ends on, like, an elevated train, and their suspect get killed. They get yelled at by Joe Pants, and I'm serious. They're legit terrible, terrible cops. They are so bad. Yeah. They're literally, uh, Sphinx will get this more than LPJ. They are, like, the Rock and Samuel Jackson from the <laughs> other guys. That is literally what they are. Like, they, yeah. they're, just, they're just, like, all they do is wreck stuff. They sh- kill a bunch of people. Like they would be fired, or I, I just—they're so bad at their job. Yeah, because then they got that guy that they took from the KKK. They threw him in the trunk, and then forgot about him. Like, granted, the guy's in jail, but you just—you took, you know, like, like what are you doing with that guy? You just left him in there. You because they pretty much stole him from the prison, right? Then they not tell anybody that they were using yeah, they, them they just took them out yeah um so okay we're, we're getting into the home stretch i feel like uh not without a few detours though unfortunately you know what i just thought in my head we're not quite in the home stretch okay so will smith tells martin lawrence that he's got these transfer papers written up and he doesn't want to be his partner anymore 
Uh, this is where I have the note that says Martin Lawrence has a pretty big house for being, quote, the poor one. This is where um, I wrote that Martin Lawrence is a whiny bitch throughout this entire movie. Yes. Yeah. And that, then, then we get another extended comedy bit that's in this for no reason where, like, Ugh. this kid comes to pick up Martin Lawrence's daughter to take her, take her on a date. And him and Will, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith do this really long bit where they're like, I, I, I don't even know how to describe they're acting it. it like, they're acting like crazy... Like, I don't even act like thugs. Yeah, like thugs. Essentially, is what it is. And Will Smith is so out of character, and he's constantly saying the n word. And Martin Lawrence is acting crazy. And then at the end, Will Smith says something homophobic at the very, very end of the scene. And it was he points a gun at the kid. Like, just not. Yeah, it's it's not cool. It's not cool enough. It was um, really unsettling to see. So they go to the mortuary to like inspect the bodies because they're bringing the drugs into the body. This they start looking around the dead bodies. This seems really gross because uh, they're digging around their hands in the dead bodies. They find money in the coffin. This was my only authentic laugh when that head fell off when Martin Lawrence <laughs> was checking them out. That was kind of funny because they just like Ralphs everywhere. Yeah. There, like, that is that is a little bit funny. There, yeah. There's also unnecessarily like a naked lady. Oh with my big, god! With big yeah. boobs in this de- dead. That naked is, lady. I guarantee you, that is a Michael Bay late edition ad. Oh, for sure. Like, no reason to have a dead person's tits, boobs out. Like, what? Just dumb. Just dumb. And then, like, somehow some of this super ecstasy ends up in a glass of water that Martin Lawrence is about to drink from. He doesn't hear these pills clinking around or see them in this glass that he's drinking because they definitely hadn't dissolved yet. Yeah. Um, and he can't figure out what's happening to him? Like, <laughs> I, do, I don't know. Um, so they go, uh, they end up getting out of there. There's a whole rigmarole, but let's just say they get out. They go see Joey Pants. Um, Martin Lawrence is high in ecstasy, so there's a big bit that goes on forever um, where he's on ecstasy. I mean, it, that part was a little bit funny. I kind of had to admit, like, it kind of was yeah. funny, some of the stuff he was doing in the background. Like, he went upstairs and came back down, and he was wearing, like, the robe and stuff. Like, <laughs> I had to say, like, I, I kind of I kind of like that a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Um, so they have the evidence. The cops decide we're going to move on all of Tapia's places at the same time, his house, the docks, the mortuary, all this stuff to get him. Uh, Peter Stolmeyer shows up. It's so stupid. He shows up again at Johnny Tapia's house, and he's like, "I'm gonna get revenge." And, he, like, and then he just gets shot by the cops. And that's it. Why did he come back? I don't know. Are we done yet? No, we're almost done. <laughs> oh. No, this is where the movie should have ended because this is where things are just absolutely fucking unexplainable that that they exist. But anyway. So they get the money, they get the drugs, but Tapia gets away with Gabrielle Union, takes her to the Cuba, and is like, if you don't give me the money, I'm going to kill her. Uh, that's where you get that classic line where uh, Martin Lutz is like, shit just got real. Like, okay. Um, uh, so basically the government's like, yeah, we're not going to, we're not giving them the money, so sorry. Um, but this, <laughs> this is where they're like, Good news, we're going to invade Cuba. We're going <laughs> to stage a second Bay of Pigs invasion. These cops? Cops? A bunch the- of Miami cops. Some DEA, DEA, DEA agents and one, like, Marine or something, I guess? 
Um, <laughs> this is In- invade Cuba. This is this is legit invade Cuba. It's an it's an it's an international incident kind of territory that's that they're floating into here, and they want to have some DEA agents and some cops handle it. They don't want to have the military. <laughs> they don't want to have you know like a strong military presence or like seals or some kind of undercover team do this. Uh, no, they, they're, they're, they're just going to go do it themselves. International treaties and international laws are going to go into a foreign country and just start fucking killing everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they have this like ridiculously complicated plan in order to like storm the compound. Um, yeah. I will say this. Michael Bay must have reused this when he did that stupid movie about that what the hell was that event that happened that got all overblown Wait, you're, you're being so vague right now that one movie about that one event that happened the one with hillary clinton benghazi right uh, didn't he okay. didn't he do a stupid movie about that about the whole operation i feel like he probably just stole what he did in this movie and just put it into that movie anyway well i will say this i did legitimately like First of all, I was kind of annoyed that there was, like, a remote control car. I was like, this is stupid that no one saw it. But I did legitimately enjoy when it drove up to the soccer game and exploded. And the cards flew so far in the air. Like, I legitimately kind of enjoyed that that little bit of it. Um, okay. I just laughed because I wrote down in my notes, this movie goes, it becomes like Commando. Well, yeah, because... <laughs> no, because don't, all, uh, don't give it that much credit. I shouldn't, all, but, yeah. Because all hell breaks loose, the army shows up, a lot of people get shot. Uh, yeah, his- the, the, the Miami police are shooting <laughs> Cuban military personnel, which you can't fucking do, but they are. Um, they The house gets blown up, which I read, did you see that they actually blew up a house? Like it was like an ad yeah. where someone's like, hey, you want to buy this house and blow it up? So they did. Um, they end up driving a Humvee through the remains of the house. We get one last car chase in the movie where they drive to Guantanamo Bay. Which conveniently, because apparently Cuba is only one square mile in size, <laughs> is what you would believe. So uh, They drive to Guantanamo Bay. They end up in a minefield. There's, a, there's like a showdown in the minefield. Tapia gets shot in the head in slow motion, falls backward onto a mine, and blows up. Also, just gross. And then apparently, there are no consequences because the ending scene of this movie is they're back in Miami, relaxing in Martin Lawrence's pool. Uh, they didn't get in any trouble. They're back. They rescued Gabo Union. And then the dog is chained to the damn pool again and runs off. And they both float out into the actual water and, and sing bad boys. And sing bad boys. And then, to the delight of many, many, many people, this movie is finally. Over. <sighs> this is exhausting. This movie sucks ass. <laughs> just reliving it now, just like going through it, is just like, man, it seemed like a real chore just to talk through the plot, let alone yeah. watch it. Like, I was dreading this. We were supposed to record this episode three weeks ago. And two weeks ago? Two weeks one ago. One week ago. It was a week ago. <laughs> oh, God. It felt longer. Like, I was dreading having to, like, maybe it's because I watched it like two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Yeah, but be. man, uh, I'm glad it's uh, done. Yeah, I mean, it. It. it this is. I, I'm going to save it for the final thoughts because, like, I. Yeah. I, okay. I, I mean, let's I just pre- let's just get to the rip. let's just get to okay. the review. Okay. I. By the way, I don't have any role reversals. I have okay. nothing for this. 
All right. Review time. God, we're all so angry about this movie. <laughs> yeah, I'll go first. It's it's not good. It's not funny. There's a couple cool scenes, but if you want some cool action scenes, you could watch any other Michael Bay movie. <laughs> and I mean, you're still going to get not something good, but I think it would be better than this because this might be the worst. I mean, I have not seen like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle reboots, <laughs> and I did give up on a bunch of the Transformers movies that I haven't seen. So, I mean, I haven't seen all the Michael Bay movies that are out there, but right now I would put this probably at the bottom for me. It's, I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I feel like I'm being mean about it, but I don't think, I, I'm giving it one machine gun. It's not good. I don't uh, recommend it. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll go next. Um, yeah, this movie's not, this movie is not good. And I, I, I legitimately thought going into it, I was like, oh, I remember kind of enjoying this movie, but like it's been so long and it's not good. There's really, I can't think of anything redeemable about this movie because yes, there are a couple of the action sequences are, are entertaining. Like, and there's some cool stuff done with the camera, but the, the everything else you have to sit through, it'd be different if this was an hour and a half movie that had three cool action sequences and the rest sucked. And it's like, okay, it's so long. And you have to sit through so much other stuff to get to the action sequences that are kind of cool. And just like we said, this movie's racist. It's homophobic. It just, it's just a mean, ugly movie. And it's not fun to watch. So I'm going to give it one machine gun as well. God, this movie is so bad. Like, if for all of those reasons both of you said, and it's not fun. It's so long. Ugh. It's like... <laughs> so Return of the King had a bunch of endings, right? But I would say, for the most part, they're justified endings. This movie has zero justified endings. Even the <laughs> ending of this movie is garbage. Like, it, it's... This is one of the worst films we have ever watched for this for this podcast, without question. This movie is hot, hot garbage. I do <laughs> not recommend it. I do not want people to see it. I don't want people to talk about it. I would prefer you not recommend this episode to friends. Um, <laughs> I want this movie wiped from existence. It is awful. I hate this movie. I hate this movie. This is... I, the only reason why I'm giving it half a machine gun is because I don't want to give it zero. This is half a machine gun. Do not watch this movie. Do not give Michael Bay money for this movie. If you see Will Smith, ignore that this movie exists. Don't even ask him why he made this movie because there's no justifiable good answer. This is hot garbage. It's so bad. Do not watch this movie. Half a machine gun. And what's what's wild to me is that I remember when we covered the first one, I was I did not like the first one. That I mean, it was better than this. But I remember being like, "Man, I thought I liked this movie more." I'm like, maybe it's the second one that I liked. <laughs> Apparently, I just don't like any of them. But, and I heard the third movie's worse. Oh, the third one I imagine has to be worse because, like we talked about, just the gap in time between this one and that one, like it must have literally been like, oh, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence were hard up for some cash, so they're well, and, Will Smith and wasn't. they're. And they're that much older, too. Like, I feel like so much of this movie, you can't 
play it off in that new one, probably, right? Yeah, like, I don't, I well, like Martin Lawrence looks pretty rough. I don't Martin know Lawrence looks terrible. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll find out next week when we cover <laughs> Bad Boys for Life. God, no. <laughs> I mean, it, it does. It makes me not want to see that third movie. Like, it makes me wonder, why is this franchise, why does it exist? None of them are good. No, these are these are awful. Awful. And I don't think we're the only ones that feel that way. So it's like, why do they continue to get made? Like, why is there a trilogy? They're of not this they're movie? not clearly not making money on them. No. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. Anyway. This, this is I will say this. My last kind of thing on this is that like we, you know, we've watched some terrible movies on this podcast. But I, this is one that I honestly was a little shocking to me about how much I dislike it because sometimes I have a feeling going in where I'm like ah, I don't know about this movie or you kind of know it's but this one I legitimately was like oh it's gonna be it'll be all right and then like I, no there was nothing about it that I I could say was all right. I got nothing to say. We're, we this, need to just be done. We need to be movie, done so this this movie can be out of our lives. This movie defeated all of us. I hate this movie. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Uh all right. Um. Patrons, thank you for supporting us because we need support right now. This movie has bankrupted our souls and demoralized all of us. And uh, I feel slightly depressed and sad after watching this film. Uh, But the patrons, you, you bring me up. You give me joy you fill my heart with warmth. So thank okay, you, patrons. Josh Groban. Thank you. You, <laughs> you lift me up. I wasn't going to sing. Um, I'm still not going to. But thank you, patrons. We appreciate all of your help. Uh, and um, thank you to everybody who's who's been listening. Uh, and, and check us out on GameZillaMedia.com and uh, join our Discord. We've had a lot of people actually join our Discord recently. And our Discord channel has become relatively... Uh, a lot, pretty active lately. Uh, normally, it's, I mean, it's, we don't do a good job responding, but a lot of <laughs> no, I friends like to talk to each other. They do, so. yeah. I've been pretty bad at responding lately. Uh, but uh, but yeah, we got a pretty he- healthy Discord community. Uh, so please chat chat movies with us. Uh, we love hearing about it. And um, check out all the shows in Gamezilla. There's going to be a couple left, you know. <laughs> after the next few months uh we'll be there gamezilla will be there uh the last season of noobs and dragons has started and um uh legend of retro is finishing up their series as well so catch all their back episodes and and the and the new episodes that are going to be released in the next coming months um and definitely and check there's us out our great back and there's our great backlog so yeah and check out our backlog as well none of it is behind a paywall so you can listen to all of it for free so so you're welcome you can go back and listen and hear what we said about the first Bad Boys now that you've listened to Bad Boys 2. Yeah, I don't know what we were talking about. We didn't do Bad Boys 2. <laughs> I just don't know. All right. Anything else you guys want to add? No, I'm good. Sphinx, you good? I hear a cricket. Yeah, dude, this cricket. I don't even want to <laughs> I mean, get started. I mean, it symbolize this movie? I don't Is even it want coming to get... from your basement? Yes, I don't even want to get started on this cricket. That's been... <laughs> I don't want to get started on this cricket that I, that has been I, alive for the past three to four months in my basement, and I cannot find it anywhere. I was going to say, this is definitely not the first time I've heard about this cricket. No, this this cricket is the bane of my existence. More than this movie. 
Oh, I hate this, this cricket is, this so much. This is the first time I've heard the cricket on the podcast, though. So welcome to yeah. the podcast, cricket. Yeah, welcome, cricket. Yeah, I mean, he came for a shitty movie, but <laughs> Jiminy's loud as hell, and I'm real mad about he, it. He's got he's got some thoughts on bad boys too. He's trying to make them known. That's great. <laughs> All right, well, this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated, but we'll be back. <laughs>